Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. I listen to get accurate, up-to-date information. I've learned so much from him. It is awesome. It's the best entertainment that I've found. You rock the health world. Keep it up. I love you. Now. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, here's Robert Scott Bell. But if we can't get to 70% penetration with health care workers, Dr. Collins, we have a real uh, a hurdle in front of us to convince people to take this, do we not? We do indeed, Chuck, and this is a source of great concern for all of us. And I would like to plead to people who are listening to this this morning to really hit the reset button on whatever they think they knew about this vaccine that might cause them to be so skeptical. The data is out there now. It's been discussed in a public meeting, all the details of the safety and the efficacy for anybody who wants to look. This is a very powerful outcome of this incredibly intense uh, year-long experience to develop this. A few, a uh, couple of words that jumped out at me in that opening uh, crossfade there from uh, NBC and Chuck Todd and interviewing uh, Francis Collins from NIH. One was, uh, hide the kids' ears for a second. Chuck Todd asked about if we can't even get 70% penetration. I know, that's it's a weird way to say it, but it goes to the reality of what vaccination is. The piercing of the skin, the violating of your bodily integrity. It's another form of rape, in this case, medical rape, that they're trying to convince you to, to do voluntarily. Subject yourself to this experiment uh, called the coronavirus vaccine in whatever form it may be. Uh, and, and trying to cast doubts and aspersions on anybody who would have genuine concerns, legitimate concerns as to, you know, as we've said, more people than ever are discussing vaccine safety issues that never before entertained it or just bought the party line that said anybody that even questions vaccine safety is, you know, part of a, a group of uh, conspiracy theorists, etc. And they'll he'll use that term in this next clip. I just want to relate to you. The other thing he says, reset. Isn't that interesting? The head of NIH, in response to Chuck Todd on talking about concerns, because Chuck Todd was bringing up the fact that first responders or what we call the uh, uh, the, the healthcare people that are delivering the vaccine, many of them, a significant percentage of them are questioning whether they are going to subject themselves to this. That's apparently never happened before. And so it's a struggle because if you call them out directly the way that they've tried to call us out, it might not fly so well because they're on the inside. They're part of the club, right? 
They're, they're the guys and gals that have been doing this for years. They're not, they're not even skeptics, except now maybe they are showing some degree of skepticism. So he says, why don't you press the reset button? Press the reset button. Why is that? This is not weird. The head of NIH reset button. It's like in their consciousness now. The great reset. If we can just get them to accept the vaccine, the reset button will have been depressed. And then, of course, what will happen? What would happen? What could happen? I don't have a definitive answer. I certainly can speculate based on what we found out, what happened at the ACIP meeting in terms of pointing out adverse events during the limited accelerated clinical trials. These are all legitimate things to bring up, are they not? And he says, oh, just don't pay any attention to that. Press the pause button. No, no, no. Press the reset button. And he, could, he can't contain himself, Francis Collins, in this next clip. He, he's basically now calling out healthcare people that question whether this vaccine has been rushed, whether it's fully safe, whether they're going to accept it in their bodies as conspiracy theorists. He already jumped that shark. They can't hold it back now because they've lost the fact that they're going to say this, that he's going to say this. And we'll let you hear for yourself right now. And I think all reasonable people, if they had the chance to sort of put the noise aside and disregard all those terrible conspiracy theories, would look at this and say, I want this for my family. I want it for myself. People are dying right now. How could you possibly say, let's wait and see if that might mean some terrible tragedy is going to befall and especially for healthcare providers, please, people, when you look back in a year and you say to yourself, did I do the right thing? I hope you'll be able to say yes, because I looked at the evidence. Healthcare providers, you hear him? He's targeting healthcare providers at the end there. He did say conspiracy theories. I mean, there's nothing conspiratorial about discussing adverse events in clinical trials. And even as they roll this thing out today in America, The 14th of December, 2020, if you're listening or watching live right now, what inevitably will occur unless they've, you know, kind of snuck saline into everything so that everybody says, oh, it works. And there are no adverse events. If they're putting the real thing in there, there will be adverse events, as there always are with every and any vaccine. No, they can't. Well, they're not even interested in predicting who might have the worst adverse events. We'll get to that, uh, I think, more an hour or two regarding the allergy warning. But we've also seen evidence and acknowledged evidence of a neurological response post-vaccination in the trials. They call it Bell's palsy. Let me just uh, open up the uh, show notes for you here so you can see where we're going today. The Pfizer vaccine rollout in America, it's on. Of course, we've been talking about what they've already done in England with adverse events and even Fauci going, well, they rolled it out too fast. Really? We're about a week or two later? That's not too fast, Fauci? We'll get into some Australian vaccines. Oops, wait a second. They're going to have to roll them back. Why? We got some good news on water. We may get to some cardio miracle nitric oxide discussion, but the vaccine and allergy confusion is something that is very important today, as well as the flu. The flu be gone? Where it be? Where it be the flu? Where'd it go? We're going to talk about that as well. But our first story as we open the show today, welcome everybody to the Robert Scott Bell Show. It is a Monday. It's intense every day here apparently uh, with what we got going on. And yesterday we did talk extensively about the vaccine and allergy issue that Fauci admitted to go back and listen to our Sunday broadcast at GCN or links up uh, through many of the archive forms. If you go to the listen link at robertscottbell.com, you'll see it on YouTube and other places. 
But the first coronavirus vaccine deliveries are out to all 50 states. I heard it on the radio today. I don't know if you did, Super Don. You listen to local radio ever? I take my daughter to school and I hear some local radio. It's like not much. No. What do I listen to on radio in that in those few minutes? Usually it's like a classic rock station. You know, you know me. That's what I do. And of course, in the morning, it's annoying because they talk more than they play music and they do little news bits and bites. And one of them is, hey, the the vaccine is being shipped. It's delivered. And they're telling you the specific hospitals where it's available today. It's rolling out. Who's going to get And They're so excited. They're applauding. They're using sound effects like, you know, we would do sometimes if we bring somebody on. We like applause. Right. And I'm like, these people are tools of propaganda. They didn't come up with these thoughts on their own. They're being given PR releases to read. You know, that's why I like our show much better than their show. <laughs> We're not following any PR guidelines. We're letting loose what we believe in all of our hearts and in, in the things we've investigated. And yeah, sometimes we're speculating, but we'll acknowledge when that's the case, Super Don. Will we not? We do. And so there's just great glee in the media. Obviously, in the mainstream media, we, we covered that, that Chuck Todd interview. Uh, I mean, but maybe from this morning. I don't know how soon that was. You picked that up. It was so quick. And then on all the local TV news stations, wherever you are, and even local talk radio and music radio, where they have banter in the mornings and drive time scenarios, all touting how wonderful this vaccine is. Now we can get back to normal. Oh, can we? Can we? What did we what did we hear from some of the trials, Super Don, about Bell's palsy? Was I making that up? It has nothing to do with Robert Scott Bell, but Bell's palsy, a neurological disorder following the vaccines and the vaccines trials. Did that not happen? Did it actually happen? Are, are it we did happen. Up? Yeah, it did happen. There were four uh, four people that participated in the trial that I believe got the vaccine mm-hmm. uh, that did end up getting Bell's palsy. In fact, there was a, a tweet that went viral mm-hmm. and it was from from this Spyro guy um, talking about it has a link to the, to the article, the, the one that they referenced there. I think we have a different one. Yeah. But, um, and along with this tweet had this picture of these three individuals. Now these, these people here, these aren't the uh, three of the people that were in the trial, but they just put this as an example right. for people who aren't aware of what Bill's palsy looks like. Right. And it makes you look like Popeye apparently. Well, I remember this image I think the guy who was the guy Vincent D'Onofrio is that who played uh, the bug in uh, the original Men in Black? Oh yeah, yeah, the guy, yeah, right, the the bug guy. He, he put on the Earl right. suit or whatever the suit, right, and, and right, he like right, had right. that thing with his. I think that is kind of played up on the Bell's palsy because it's a very strange look and it's not a made up thing. And you right. even did some digging on this, did you not? To say, well, let's be sure. This is not just like people who are anti-vaccination spreading rumors. And you even went to places where we go, that's ridiculous. Snopes. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they listen, jump on I mean, all this stuff. If you, if you want to go straight to where the, uh, the big pharma uh, uh, narrative is going to be in play in full force, Snopes is the place to go. I went to several <laughs> other places as well, but I thought, mm-hmm. hey, let's see, just for morbid curiosity, let's go over to Snopes. Mm-hmm. and see what they had to say and they basically they rated the bell's palsy story as mostly true mm-hmm. and the one thing that they pointed out was what i just pointed out there was that on that tweet the three people in the tweet were not actual people from the trial but just right. three people that have bell's palsy as an example so you know even snopes couldn't deny the fact that it happened that's but amazing what, 
but the the main thing mm-hmm. that all of the articles are saying right now yeah. that are basically trying to say, hey, don't worry about Bell's palsy. It's all good is because they're saying that it hasn't been proven uh, to have a causal link to the vaccine. Well, that's comforting, right? I mean, that immediately I come to the conclusion, as do you, Superdog. Well, then clearly it's not the vaccine because right. we why? <laughs> why? Because they haven't done a separate study. Over X number of years, because the thing just came out as in a rush uh, to to show definitively one way or the other. By the way, they'll never do that study. It's only going to be a casual coincidence. That's the word. It's a coincidence. You can use that logic both ways because they may be able to say that because we have it's just you know we 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 just it just came out mm-hmm. we haven't had enough time to study to dis, to figure out if there's a link between bell's palsy and the vaccine well you could also then say that well is it not fair to say that you can't prove that uh the vaccine is truly safe because you haven't sure. had enough time to do enough studies to prove that that's true well but i think that's you hear yeah that isn't stopping them from in the news telling everybody, hey, don't worry about it. It's safe. Well, and like Francis Collins just said in it's that interview. Efficacious. Right. We, we promise. But they're in desperate straits when their own people. And remember, we covered this last year. Thanks to uh, uh, others that have covered it. Uh, uh, what was the meeting? The WHO meeting where they said that they, they can't explain it. They don't understand it. But frontline medical workers are now beginning to question. Half. Yeah, half of the question. Yeah. 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 And so the same old tired tropes of conspiracy theories are not going to work. Yet Francis Collins went right there (laughs) in his reference to this and and hit the reset button. They're really frustrated, Super Don, because, you know, all of their programming there, you are getting sleepy, right? Hypnosis. It's not seeming to work the way it once was. And they're like, oh, I wish we could just hit the great reset button. Pause, reset, boom. Hey, we're back to normal. Everybody believes us again. Well, Except for okay, the- and let's, let's let's take the great reset part of it. It's uh, you're right. It is it is odd that he's using that word. That is kind of a buzzword right now, especially yeah. for people who are familiar with what the great reset is. Mm-hmm. But even even if we just let's give him the benefit of the doubt, and what he really means is just let's just hit a button so that you just forget everything that you have read so far uh, and all of the evidence so far that there may be a problem with this vaccine. Let's just, just hit the reset button. It, it, it's the uh, immediate amnesia button. The Going, met, the, look, it's now, the men in black reference. Remember? That's right. right. The, the just flashy that. thing, right? It, it's Suddenly, just right. It's appropriate. Let's just, just forget all about that stuff that we've been talking about, that the, the science has been showing, the trials have been showing. Uh, and let's just start fresh new today. And I, we just want you to believe that everything's good now. Right. Yeah. Right. That's it. That's it. It's a, Wouldn't it's that a fairy. Be it's a fairy tale, folks. It's a pharmaceutical fairy tale they're trying to tell you, and you're not falling for it anymore. And they, nothing they can do. All the censorship and deplatforming in the world is not going to stop it. It's only going to accelerate. You've seen through it. You've been seeing through it for a long time. If you've been here on the Robert Scott Bell Show for years and years and years, for some of you, yeah, it may be uh, a new thing. But we're being proven right again and again and again, time and again, on what we have presented, our concerns. And, and granted, Super Don, the ultimate skeptic, is right that I can't prove to you that the vaccine from Pfizer is the direct cause of Bell's palsy. But it is kind of suspicious when it happens during the trial after having been administered the actual. They're not claiming it was the 
placebo shot, but even the placebo shot has problems because as far as we know in the design, it doesn't include an inert placebo known as saline. It's another vaccine, whether it be a meningitis vaccine or otherwise. But the question is how many people have to get this neurological thing, much less anaphylactic allergic reactions and on and on it goes before you go, yeah, no, that was a concern and it showed up in the trials and they can't wallpaper over it, and pretend it didn't exist. People, there's never been a vaccine, super done to my mind, that has ever undergone the scrutiny in acceleration or any that looked at and, and has been reported on by even the mainstream media that acknowledge that there are issues perhaps that there are side effects or adverse events associated with it well yeah and this is this is the difference between a uh, an fda approval mm-hmm. and an emergency use authorization right correct yeah um and so yeah granted yeah. They, they haven't done the amount of testing but you know that's not what they were going for they were going to for what would be the absolute minimum necessary to get a uh, an mm-hmm. eua yeah um but, you know, it's like, come on, is it unreasonable to have some apprehension? I mean, the fact that you've got 50% of healthcare providers yeah. that are questioning this thing, I ought to tell you, those are the people, those are the heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the people that that uh, are supposed to have the most knowledge about medical things, right? About drugs or anything like that stuff. Those are the people that the uh, pro-vaccine side has said for years are the people that you should be listening to. Don't listen to these <laughs> other people over right. here. Yeah. You listen to these people. They know what they're talking about. They're on the right. front lines. They went to school, all of that stuff, right? Now you've got half of them going, ah, I don't know. I kind of want to take Speaking a moment Speaking of frontline, Super Don, the frontline docs are at it again. They were uh, standing out. I think not that's the Supreme Court this time. I forget where they were. But they are also having a press conference or had one this morning where they're warned. Oh, the CDC. I think it was at the CDC in Atlanta. They went and uh, actually tried to appear there. And they had a press conference this morning in Atlanta about the rush to a vaccine that they believe. And these are all physicians, medical doctors, licensed in, you know, in whatever specialty as well. And they're all saying this. This is not right. This is not right. So they've lost containment, Super D. That's the point. They've lost containment. It's not just me, right, or any of my buddies, or you. It's it's now their inside club members that are beginning to rebel, and the more they squeeze them and start calling them names, the worse it's going to get. And they still don't pay attention to us. We said, had you just left us alone? <laughs> you know, hardly anybody would know about it. Everybody would have still been asleep and under the mass hypnosis that has been going on for, if not 100 years, 1,000 years. Yeah. No, their their uh, their playbook. Mm-hmm. All these years, it's just it, it was it was written by a monkey. I yeah. mean, it was just how they thought that that doing what they did and what they've done was mm-hmm. going to somehow benefit their side of the situation. Mm-hmm. It it just shows you how all of those PhDs are worthless. Yeah. And then that they have. I mean, they don't they have obviously didn't. abandoned common sense. All you yeah. who enter here. No, no, no. This is where you regain it. This is where you regain it. And hypnosis is, is what it is. It's the programming of the mind, whether it be from school and, and kindergarten and elementary and grade, you know, high, upper middle school and high school into college. There's a programming of the mind that goes on. And rather than encouraging like it used to be Socratic methods and other things to encourage you to utilize critical thinking skills. 
That is the great enemy among the next level of the great enemy, which is our friend, which is your friend, which is those who are living in line with spirit, with a spiritual orientation, a spiritual recognition of your existence that exists beyond even the mind, that you can get your intelligence, if you will, programming of the mind from places other than research universities that try to convince you that poisoning the body is a good plan regarding preventing what they call disease or infection, much less recovering from it. If you don't think that's programming, how do you come to the conclusion that it's a great idea to inject toxic poisons or mRNA in this case to do who knows what within the cells? To produce what they claim a spike protein or these viruses that they claim will then elicit the immune response because apparently they can't effectively isolate and neutralize the actual virus like in the traditional forms of vaccines, which were antigen antibody stimulator, right? Antigen basis, inject, get the. No, that's not what this is with the mRNA shot. There's a lot of controversy. I don't know what phenomenal uh, crazy things that are going to happen when they inject this stuff. I don't know. We, we've talked about various uh, views out there, including reprogramming your DNA from the cellular level. There's a dispute there. I get it. But they've never done one of these in reality out on the market to our knowledge. How is it going to change the human genome? Don't know. Did they test it on animals? Nope, they didn't. So everybody lining up is a moron right now because they are subject to being an actual guinea pig for this experiment that they wouldn't even use real guinea pigs for. Humans. They're targeting humans, making them ex-humans via this methodology. You know, whether everyone gets Bell's palsy or not, I'm not arguing that everybody would, but if they can claim, well, we know it's not the vaccine, well, then what is it? You can't say that. It's, it's, it's the same thing. We, we, we don't know what it is, but we know it's not the vaccine. How many times have they said that? Is that the most ludicrous statement? You can't make a definitive statement in either direction. Either you know or you don't know. Well, and especially in this situation, Robert, because whatever, you know, they could say when we've raised questions and and many other people have raised questions about the many other vaccines that are out there, you know, at least in that situation, they could say, well, we have this study and this study and this study and that study and this study, whatever, and this is what we we believe based on this study. In this case, they can't do that. No, they don't have it. They don't have the studies. They don't have the science to back up the statement. So you're 100 percent correct. They can't say they can speculate. Sure. They can they can put on the white lab coat and say, because I'm wearing this lab coat, mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking Appeal about. Appeal to authority. Right. Yeah. I mean, Appeal they, they can do that, but they don't have the science to back up. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're experiencing here is them trying to control the message. Of course, they don't want people to not get the vaccine. So they're going to say what they have to say to get people to feel confident mm-hmm. that they should just run out there and get a shot in the arm, right? <laughs> this is terrible timing for Bell's palsy. You know, this, this, this is not supposed to be happening. Speaking of which, uh, there was a meme image uh, of Bell's palsy that I think is something to consider. Maybe you want to share it. Super Don, can you show that to everybody r- right now? Yeah, here, I saw this earlier today. Uh, mu- you must still wear a mask even after vaccination. Now, that's true. We've heard pronouncements about that, that just because you get the vaccine doesn't mean you... You can't, you can stop wearing your mask. You stop social distancing, but not for the reason you think in this case, it's to hide the bell's palsy that you got from the vaccine. Okay. Ah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. This is, I, look, who do, who's going to get it? Who's going to, I don't know. They don't know. And it's the same thing. We're going to talk about an hour or two when we get into the, 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 uh, 
allergy predisposition to an adverse event from the vaccine, anaphylaxis or otherwise. Do they know if your allergy is severe enough? They're trying to claim that it's only if you've had a reaction from previous vaccines. But how do they know that that's the definitive line to draw? They don't. But in Australia, they found another line to draw. This is rather humorous. in a weird sort of way, and I'll explain it the best I can as we go through the show notes. And if you scroll down at robertscottbell.com, you'll see the second story listed here. It's from Australia. Apparently, they had to scrap their billion-dollar coronavirus vaccine. Why? Why would they do that? This is the place that is scrapping freedom for those in Victoria, the lockdown that never ends. Australia scraps it because the participants were testing positive for HIV. Whoops. After the, t- uh, yeah, after getting the shot. <laughs> like, what? Oh, that's going to encourage more people to take it, right? Now, you too just, can test positive. Hey, here you go. You won't get coronavirus. Yeah, but <laughs> this would freak people out for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. Uh, but just to clarify, though, mm-hmm. uh, and I know we could get into the discussion about HIV and whether HIV is real or something like that, but just mm-hmm. for plays devil's, ad- devil's advocate here, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, this does not mean that you have HIV, according to Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a false positive. Right, yes, right, right. But yes. it's causing people to have a false positive on an HIV test. What a train wreck that would be, right? How do they know, then, if it's real or false? Well, if you say you got the vaccine, then suddenly you're home free. So here's what you can do. This is weird, right? Think about this, Super D. This is just a bizarre thing. But let's say you you test HIV positive. Now, again, we go into the controversy. I may still do that. You go, no, no, that's not real. I, I had I had the coronavirus uh, vaccine in Australia. That's what did it. So uh, I'll go into it, and it, it's, just, it's just bizarre. The Australian government scrapped it because of this response after the vaccine. It's not like they didn't know it. And I'll, and there, in fact, one of the researchers warned them, but it said University of Queensland vaccine will not be able to proceed based on the scientific advice. And that will no longer be featured as the Australia's vaccine, you know, plan. It's a sweetheart deal. They made a billion dollars for 51 doses and they had to terminate the deal. But there's an Australian vaccine scientist by the name of Nikolai Petrovsky, and he had warned the government about the risk, including HIV in a vaccine months before the one billion dollar deal was like, whoa, 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 what, what, what? Apparently, as they were doing their tests on this vaccine, they found what they claim are spike proteins that were more stable than any others. And it happened to come from what they call HIV. They, he's like, it didn't look like it was going to be successful because they already saw that this was happening in the test population. And they're like, well, why did the government commit millions and millions of dollars to it? Well, now lab research scientists like this guy need to look at conflicts of interest. Money. How much money was made by even government official officials by rushing approval of a test that was clear was not going to be successful. The COVID-19 spike protein had been the focus of the University of Queensland's vaccine using molecular clamp technology to lock the protein into a shape which allows the immune system to be able to recognize and then neutralize the virus. COVID spike proteins, like most surface viral proteins, are fairly unstable. To ensure that the vaccine induced the right immune response, The clamp chosen comprised two fragments of a protein found in HIV as those fragments provided the greatest stability. 
And so for those that believe that HIV is real, you'd have to think that they would have argued from the get-go that this is not going to go well. Because what would happen inevitably if you're introducing that into the body to get another spike protein to trigger an immune response and then you promote, as they do in Australia and most of the world's uh, governments, HIV tests as legitimate, it was going to result in positive results. And suddenly now you have another reason to be what? Suspicious of the rush to market vaccine, not just in America and England, but now in Australia. Now, I'm not saying they're using this Australian one elsewhere. I don't know. And it doesn't sound like it's the mRNA version. It sounds more like a traditional reactivity, if you will, an antigen to an antibody, perhaps. I'm wrong about that because I haven't looked into depth on this other than this article right now that reveals that, my gosh, what a goof, even though they were warned this was going to happen. Now, just we're going to take a break in a moment, but just for the sake of a little bit of clarity here, The HIV test, if you watch the movie, the documentary film, which is available for free, House of Numbers, you'll find that HIV tests are cross-reactive, nonspecific, and they have no real standard, even decades after they were claimed to be a legitimate identifier of what will kill you quickly initially and then slowly later as AIDS changed in definition from being a death sentence to now being a manageable chronic disease by lowering the reduction of toxicity of the drugs or drug cocktails they throw at you. And here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, if you're new, we dispute HIV as a causal agent, an identified, validated causal agent based on the fact that they have no test for it. That's a problem. But it's why in this calendar year 2020, I've been pretty vociferous and direct and pretty confident about my perspective on PCR and other analyses tests claiming that they had identified the cause of what they call COVID-19, the SARS-CoV-2, based on tests that are not validated to do what they claim that they can do. And even if you believe that they can identify the presence of this, and it is based on a belief more than it is a validation, but if you believe it, then you must also acknowledge that there is no quantifiable results to that test that make any sense because they apparently can't from the blood and and bodily fluids of a COVID-19 severe victim or someone who died show me or anybody that there are zillions, billions, millions of replicant copies or replicating viruses without Herculean artificial synthetic additive kind of scenarios to make it the, oh, that's what did it. And if that didn't make any sense, go back and listen to previous shows or ask me again and I'll revisit it. I have done, uh, I think, a pretty interesting lecture at the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. And the Trinity Health Freedom Expo was virtual this year. And you can still sign up and you can watch all of the lectures, all of the lectures until I believe April of 2021. So it's still a valuable resource for those of you who are partaking in our Patreon uh, account, Patreon support. We have that lecture available for you for free, for, for free on Patreon. Which means, by the way, tonight is the next AMA, the Ask Me Anything. We'll get to that in a moment. Super Don says there's a new patron. We'll find out about who that is. And we've got questions of the day. We got comments of the day. We got great news about water and happiness. I'm really happy to bring this news to you after the break. Yes, there's happy news, uplifting news. We'll get giddy and silly. We must. Because it's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thanks to our friends at Trinity School of Natural Health. We'll be right back. Check them out at trinityschool.org. Trinity 
Kennedy's Certified Aromatherapy Specialist Program builds a solid foundation for clinical aromatherapy use. You will understand the chemistry and synergy of essential oils and how to safely and effectively use them with yourself, your family, your clients for body, mind, and spiritual balancing. In this course, you will learn how to safely integrate aromatherapy within your practice, how to create the most effective blends combining the art of plant synergy and the science of organic chemistry, research-based findings on essential oil interactions and the therapeutic uses for physical, emotional, and spiritual balancing, and how to utilize other aspects of aromatherapy beyond essential oils can enhance your methodology. Aromatherapy is a fascinating art and science each essential oil has an array of incredible healing properties, uses, and effects. If you have any questions or feel this is the right program for you, please email or call us today and get started on your journey towards transforming the world. All right, y'all, we've got a lot to do today on the show, as we always do, but we're going to condense uh, our post-show uh, bonus time because, Super Don, we are meeting for the Ask Me Anything tonight. By the way, somebody noticed that the uh, sauna is open behind me, the Synergy Sauna. I think my, oh, son yeah. went, my son went in there and forgot to zip it up afterwards. <laughs> so, there, it's being used. Your, your fly is down back there. there. I, in fact, that happened the other day. I went to the Christmas party and uh, went to get a picture. My wife was, your fly is open. I just, oh, <laughs> man. I know I felt a breeze. It's like it, it does happen, even to me. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, God bless you, my mom. Love you. So grateful that you made it out alive. Believe me, I am. You went into the you know that burn care unit to check the uh, thing. They said it was uh, psoriasis of some kind, and uh, I know mom's very forthcoming with this thing, and uh, she's a little tired, but you can imagine what she's been through and all of the, the unbelievable invasive things they did to find out what she could find out on the Internet. And she was talking to me about that. She's like, this is just so stupid. I'm like, yeah, mom, it is. But you were in a desperate straits and I live 2000 miles from you. And, you know, we do the best we can. Right. So all the best on your recovery. We'll talk about more. And everybody, thank you for all your love and prayers for my mom, Grandma Mickey. Uh, and uh, may she get stronger and better and more energetic. But everybody support her on detoxification because she's got to get some garbage out of her system. Hospital food and whatever else I gave her. So there you go. Uh, what else we got? The AMA tomorrow, tonight, tonight, tonight. So there's my son. He's zipping it up. Thank you, son. <laughs> uh, All right. Must be watching the show. So, uh, tonight we got our AMA. Do we have some new patrons to say shout out and hello and thank you? We do Carl five, uh, or Carl five, Texas. We're going to do the whole name there. Okay. Um, uh, yep. He joined us uh, yesterday and Don't just with got, Texas. just got another one from, from Ram, Ramdan Ahmad. Okay. It was paid in pounds. So I'm guessing UK. From maybe? UK. Yeah. Nice. So awesome. uh, thank you. Both of them got in just under the wire here. The AMA will be tonight. I want to say it's the 12th one that we've done. We're thinking uh, Ula hasn't counted up that high yet. So correct can... me if I'm wrong, Ula. I, you're, you're, you're the, the one that usually is on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll be four o'clock Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those of you who haven't participated in, in one of those before, uh, we're doing it on zoom now, which is really cool. We used to just do like what we're doing right now. Yeah. And we couldn't uh, see you and you'd submit questions like by typing them in yeah, or something, right? But yeah. now we actually do it on zoom. So everybody gets to see everybody and we get to interact and we get asked questions and people mm-hmm. ask us questions. And sometimes Robert asks other people questions yes. and it's just kind of a cool get together. 
So and, and if I, you would like to be a part of that, all you got to do is run over to the website. We've got a Patreon mm-hmm. uh, banner on it's the- It's fun to be live in that way. Now, you yeah. do have access to all the previous AMAs as well once you become a patron supporter and all of the bonus material, which are loads and loads more to be uploaded, so to speak. Uh, and if you're in England, it's very late at night. We recognize that. I've I've told Super Don we should do one early in the morning for our Brit friends, but he says no, he doesn't care. Is that what I said? No, he didn't say that. No. I just I put that in. I just waiting to see if he's listening. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's uh, right now. It's already eight forty p.m. Uh, in the UK. So yeah, it's it's going to be in the middle of the night, uh, Ramdan. So you'll have to wake up if if it's that important to you. If not, catch it. Or you know, now that you're a patron, you can actually submit questions. Isn't there a way they could submit questions for it? I've already got some. You can shoot okay. me an email um, at askrsb at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also submit them on Patreon as well in the form of a message. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we've, and we do. The, the ones that are offline for folks that can't show up for any reason, we do our level best to cover every question before we they, they, they just, you know, They'll go back in. And, and watch uh, it later, yeah. Watch it later, yeah. Yeah. So thank you, thank you for that, Ramdong. Welcome, and uh, anybody from Texas, always welcome, right? Don't mess with Texas, and uh, we need more of that. So You notice thanks. everybody's moving to Texas? Yeah, well, I can understand why. I mean, you think about a place that's ready to go and, and China is not going to mess with. There's a lot of, lot right? of uh, migration going to Texas lately, even, even some big names. Yeah. You know, I know uh, recently uh, Joe Rogan was in L.A., and he right? said, screw this, and he's in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon Musk said, Hey, Not see you later. Yep, yep. He's in Texas. <laughs> it's like, everybody's going to Texas. It's like, what's going on there? All I've right. been to Texas. I kind of liked it. I thought it was kind of cool. It's it awesome. hot and humid, but yeah. it was cool. Well, don't mess with Texas. You'll learn about that once you get there. Folks, we got a lot to do, a lot to do. We got two hours plus a day, six days a week. And I want to thank as well, Kim Ritchie Spencer and, uh, Ginger Taylor, yesterday's broadcast was really quite quite informative from those two warrior moms, and uh, you'll check it out by going to the archives in, in many places. If you go to the listen page at robertscottbell.com, uh, that's an easy way to do it. I'll just show everybody. We got new folks listening in and chiming in every day. At the top of the uh, Robert Scott Bell Show website, robertscottbell.com, you have a listen tab. Click on the listen tab, and you can see all the different ways. There's a 24-hour audio stream that carries most recent shows, replays it ongoing. Uh, there's Radio America, our friend Jeff Herzog, who apparently got over 100 uh, uh, YouTube subscribers, but YouTube's playing games with them and not letting them get a special name. We'll hear from him about that, I'm sure. Uh, we're still going on Facebook Live, VaughnLive.tv, YouTube, Periscope, DLive, Twitch, and later Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, UK Health Radio, GCN, SoundCloud, Brighteon, Spotify, and Discord. But uh, that may not be all of them, but we're trying to stay ahead of the curve as you watched our bonus time with uh, Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center on Friday when we end the show and then we come back for a few minutes. Uh, That's always a fun time. So let's see what we got right now. Oh, this is a water story we have. Here we go. Happiness. We all need a little bit of happiness. H2O equals happiness. People who drink six glasses of water daily are more optimistic, successful, energetic. Back in 2005, uh, we published, I don't know when the actual interview was, with Dr. Batman Gellage, Dr. Batman or Dr. B for short. He was the uh, physician from Iran. He was a political prisoner. He wrote Your Body's Many Cries for Water. I want to say that was 2009. 2009, maybe. But I just, why do I remember 2005? Maybe it was from there and then we published it in 2009. It's possible. 
And that is available on our YouTube channel at RS Bell Media Channel, hopefully in other places that have uploaded. If it's below two, shorter than two hours, would that LBRY place, library, Super Don? It should, yeah. It should yeah. have auto-populated it there as well to have more options on backup. But that are, well, that interview was really astounding because here was a physician who was, as I said, a political prisoner in Iran. And the, the other prisoners with him knew he was a doctor, a physician. And he didn't have any of his medicines to treat patients, but they all came to him, the prisoners, and please help, please help, please help, different ailments and illnesses. And he always solved it with water and a little sea salt, water, a little sea salt. That was all he had. But water, hydration is everything. Now, we've had many, many shows with our good friend Paul Baratero from Synergy Science. They have the Echo Water. That's the, <clears throat> excuse me, that's the uh, purification technology. And the plus factor is the hydrogen the hydrogen that is produced via this electrolytic action, which is uh, a patented technology in terms of how they keep the electrodes clean and clear so you don't have to scrub them down every couple of weeks to keep hydrogen being produced. It's extraordinary. And so as we go back to this article, respondents who drink at least six glasses of water daily, 41% are more likely to agree with the statement, I'm very happy. Happy. Conversely, only 12% of those drinking less than one glass of water per day say the same. See, this is where I have that bias about the dry uh, detox, right? Dry fasting. I'm like, it, you know what your, your liver needs and kidneys need? Lots of water to function, especially the kidneys. You want to end up in, in trouble with your kidneys. And again, I haven't read the book yet on the dry fasting that somebody has suggested we interview the guy. I'm open to it. Absolutely, I am. We could do that. But uh, hydration seems to have a big impact on rest and refreshment. People who drink lots of water only wake up feeling tired 2.59 times per week. Those who drink minimal water wake up feeling exhausted 3.4 times, 3.14 times, like pie times a week. Well-hydrated people are also more likely to be successful and least likely to show up late for work. So, Super Don, do you remember growing up, water was not something we drank often? Is it true for you too? We were all Coca-Cola sodas. Soda pop. Uh, you know what? Growing up in my household, that mm. soda was not a thing, really. Mm. I mean, occasionally, um, more so when I got older. But when I was younger, right. now it was water or milk. Water or milk. Okay. Juice, so, maybe, but like I that. remember also being outside playing, and we could go to like the hose. You just turn on the hose, and we would drink water from the hose. Oh yeah. It, and I also remember this, the first time I learned about, again, this was the transition from a standard American diet kid that didn't know anything about anything and learning that, my gosh, you should worry about what toxins are coming into your body. Began to filter water and drink only spring or well water that was, you know, clean. And then I went back after a couple of weeks to drink the tap water. This was back in Atlanta way back when and Atlanta always scored high in those days on quality of water. And I'm like, holy tamale, this tastes like a swimming pool. No, I had never known that it was like, oh, this is great water. And then you stopped it for a while, drank water that wasn't fluoridated, chlorinated and go back. And suddenly you're like, man, how did I ever miss that? And that goes into the adaptation of chemical exposure. Chronic in exposure means your body stops reacting. Doesn't mean it's good for you. It just starts tell stops telling you. It's like, why bother telling the guy? He's not going to listen anyway. He doesn't even know it's there. And so that was a big wake-up call for me many years ago. So I, I'm happy to, to report to you that if you just drink a little bit more water, maybe a lot bit more water, you're going to be happier. You will self-report as being happier. So that's our happy story of the day. That, that is our, our happy story of the day. But, you know, 
Yeah. We kind of have a little bit more water to talk about that's not so happy. Yeah, unfortunately, we're going to take you to Science Daily for this report. Several U.S. populations and regions exposed to high arsenic concentrations in drinking water. Now, this is arsenic. This is not lead, but it still has a deleterious impact when you consume it at certain levels. Uh, I think, what was it that um, the old story of Rasputin? Remember that story? We've talked about this before. They tried to kill Rasputin with arsenic. His liver was so strong they couldn't kill him and they had to shoot him. But the average person that doesn't have a super strong liver is going to be impacted much more significantly with arsenic exposure, especially children. They've changed out those playground pieces of wood that were preserved with different forms of arsenate. And that was causing problems with children as they found arsenic levels in them. So the water is a big issue. And this is why, and this doesn't break out to where it is, but it says community water systems relying on groundwater serving smaller populations located in the southwest and Hispanic communities were more likely to continue exceeding the national maximum containment level, raising environmental justice concerns. And I think anywhere, whether, whether you're Hispanic or not, it's a problem. And this is why we can't wait for the government to correct the problem that the government allowed or enables or facilitates. I remember years ago when Obama was president and they were finding out all the lead in the water in Michigan. And then what did Obama goes in for a, a, a PR stunt to drink the water, trying to tell everybody it's safe. And I don't think he was even drinking the same water and nothing really changed. So it, it isn't about Democrats are bad or Republicans are good or vice versa. When it comes to this stuff, they're all bad. Don't rely on government to protect you from the toxic poisons that are coming in through municipally treated water systems. And, and granted, we want to treat the water a little bit to get some of the stuff out, but they don't filter the drugs out and often they don't filter the heavy metals out either. So finding technologies, even if it's a passive gravity fed filter that you can get cheaply in the mass market, read the reviews on them. You can find some that work. I remember sending super Don a few years back, a zero water filter because we had read about them and they tested like one of the cleanest as far as a, an expensive or just replace it passively. You can put the tap water in what comes through it is, is really clean. But if you're able to step it up and go to the Synergy Science website, we've got links at synergyscience.com at robertscottbell.com. And their technology is super tested. Even the health ranger, Mike Adams, tested it in his lab and even said it, it pulled out glyphosate to where they were, it was undetectable. Because that's another thing they're not testing here. They're doing arsenic. All right. Yeah. Do you remember what arsenicum album, the homeopathic form of arsenic, is used for? Homeopathic arsenic. Do you remember? Mm, no. Not, just gonna, not Okay. All right. Well, first and foremost, it can trigger the excretion of arsenic, which makes sense, right? Like cures like, law of similars. But it's interesting that arsenicum in a homeopathic form is a response to exhaustion, fatigue. And that was interesting about that water thing we just covered when we we're talking about water, how people that drank adequate quantities of water were less likely to be fatigued or exhausted. But if there's arsenic in it, maybe not, but homeopathic arsenic can, can trigger the adrenals can help the adrenals. But I don't want you to do that in absence of other lifestyle things that benefit the function of your glandular system. And that includes the introduction of the key minerals like selenium that play a play such a big role and chromium for energy utilization which is available from Jonathan at choose to be healthy.com. 
Let me see what else we got here. We got question of the day, comment of the day. Super Don, do we have a guest schedule that we hope to have at the top of hour two? We should have Stan Graham, who's going to come on uh, to talk about Cardio Miracle at the top of the hour. Uh, Is he like so- a high-level athlete or something? Yeah, he's yeah. Apparently, he's a he's a, a big fitness guy and okay. uh, can talk about some of the physiology um, around the effects of cardio miracle. So we should have him at the hour, assuming everything works out okay. All right. Well, uh, let's go into our first. What is it? A question of the day? I think so. Here we go. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. All right, scrolling down. Question of the day. It's coming from David. Let's see if I can show everybody this question. It's in the show notes at robertscabell.com. RSB, thanks for the information on the bruised bone pain. The arnica and silica are on their way to my aunt. I never thought about the detox angle that you mentioned. If the 9-11 contaminated her, right? She, he, I remember this. David said her aunt had experienced a lot of the toxic pollutants during 9-11, uh, 2001 in New York City. That might explain a lot of things. The equilibrium problem has plagued her for a long time. What suggestions would you make to help her detox? Uh, David's asking. So look to my left. Down there. See where I'm pointing? That is a far infrared sauna. That kind of detox can be a great adjunct in recovery or assistance in terms of strengthening the excretory pathways of the body reducing the burden on the liver and kidneys. Arguably, some have said in the scientific literature, so it's validated that you can enhance glutathione peroxidase production via far infrared technologies. But remember that selenium is the key for the production of glutathione peroxidase to usher these toxins out of the body. So increasing your levels or your aunt's levels of the 100% whole food selenium that we get from innate response, you can reach out to Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com you can call them at 866-424-1077. 866-424-1077. We're talking to him, Super Don. Jonathan, I have a message out to him. He's been busy and I've been busy. But Chris and Angie, not a nurse and not a doc, not necessarily in that order. You can reverse it around. Mm-hmm. They want to do an event at their uh, Shiloh Shalom uh, bed and breakfast in uh, Arkansas, Missouri, that area. Right. And so we're talking with Jonathan to help coordinate that. So, we it'll likely be in the new year could be as early as january i'm not sure yet but we may have a, a tri- i may have a trip coming up to awesome. meet everybody at the bnb wouldn't that be cool we can broadcast from there and do a, broadcast. Do that'd be great so david if you want to make it there or send your aunt down that that's that's a good option there anyway thanks for asking david there are a lot of things that we talk about for detox the echo water plays a role hydrogen plays a role selenium homeopathic drainage remedies I talk about it in my lecture uh, on demand at trinity school of natural health and that's also, I believe, at the bottom of the show notes, Super Don has kept that there for a while since it's still kind of new. So let's move from a question of the day to a comment. Hey, you guys! Hey, I tell you what. Hey, here's an idea. Ow. Hey, listen up, everybody. Excuse me. I got something to say. This is coming from Joseph the Carpenter. That's a great, great moniker, Joseph the Carpenter. Brother He's- of Bob the Builder, I'm assuming. Ah. <laughs> uh, Yes. Oh, you nope. remember that. Now you got now you got an earworm going. Thanks a lot, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it for everybody else who's got kids that lived in the Bob the Builder era. Uh, it looks like Joseph the Carpenter starts midstream here and he says, yeah. And every time I try to get the word out about naturalcures.com on Twitter with regards to the lie that we are being told about the COVID, the information is blocked. 
Didn't it seem like he caught it midstream? It was like mid-sentence he started that. Yeah, he was. you got a running start. He was on there, running start. People yeah. really need to be made aware of what the plans are over at CDC, at least so that they can make an informed decision for themselves. There are numerous sources on the net that are telling the truth. Glad this is one of them. Great job, Joseph the Carpenter. That's a nice comment, Super Don. I, I like to uh, be acknowledged for doing good works. We'll take it. Yeah, no, we will. Thank uh, you. You know, oh, I want to say hi real quick, though. I just noticed okay. here uh, we love first-time listeners. We do. We do very much. So uh, Kathy over on Facebook Live mm-hmm. was checking in. First-time listener from Pennsylvania. Welcome, Kathy. Appreciate you being here. Super-duper, Kathy. Thanks for being here. By the way, for David, that, that question of the day, you might consider getting Unlock the Power to Heal, the book that I wrote with uh, my buddy Ty Bollinger. A lot of great information on detox there, minerals, etc. So it's a one-stop shop, so to speak. Uh, you can get the gut chapter, gut recovery chapter for free at robertscottbell.com. And uh, the, the lung health chapter is available for patrons. So now that we've got new patrons, you can get that downloaded for free. Let me take some silver. <coughs> uh, scratchy here. <coughs> excuse me. Excuse Drunk me. Stuff, man. I can't talk through it, but I'm going to try. Uh, we still got a lot of show to go. Correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm mispronouncing the name, I probably apologize. But uh, Ron, Ron Don. Yeah. Ramdon. Yeah. Superdon. No. Is uh asking about the the sauna and asking if that is a synergy science sauna. That's a synergy sauna. And and Superdon, I sent you one. I think the one I sent you was blue. It was from a couple of years ago, right? Am I mistaken about that? That's my memory. It's behind me in the closet. I haven't seen it. Right. And, and and I'm just reminding you in front of everybody that now that you have an actual studio that you can bring that out and show everybody and maybe even tell us what you experienced after sweating in it. I can do that. I can do that. In fact, I've got my my giant show logo that I ordered. I believe is going to be here on Friday. Excellent. It's going to be on this wall over here, mm-hmm. along with uh, some other stuff here. And I'll probably set the sauna up maybe over over here on the side. So that'll be part of my renovation. It's become kind of a collect-all in this room because yeah. of Christmas. Sure. You know, and so, I mean, there's like, you know, there's... Christmas stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, but uh, yeah, eventually I will get all this set up in here and I'll get that set up as well. So we'll be twins. I'll have one in my studio too. But am I, is my memory right that that one I sent you was blue? Blue, yeah. Because I think they eventually settled on, it was like one of the prototypes, uh, yep. eventually settled on a neutral gray, which we you see behind me, which everybody loves. So yes, that the answer to the question is yes, that's a synergy sauna. <clears throat> All right, what else we got this hour? I think we're just at a, ch- a chatty moment because I'm going to wait. I'm not going to end this hour until I know we've got Stan Graham scheduled. That way I can transition and have the time to plot him into the shots as well. Um, What else can we talk about here? Oh, tomorrow. I already had this is cool. We've never had him on the show. He's actually, I consider him a good friend. His name, well, maybe I should wait till tomorrow. No, it's, you know, it's so kind of cool. It, it, you ever heard of Morgellons disease? We've had occasionally questions about Morgellons. Morgellons disease, I believe, is the one. It's it's probably one of the most weirdest things. I I remember when I first saw what it was. It was I googled mm-hmm. it and went to Google Images. Yeah, and it. I don't even know how to explain it. It was just like this these these fibrous hair things that just like very strange. Yeah. 
skin and it looks almost kind of alien in a way and, and uh as far as i know science is still not being able to figure out what the heck it is right so we well, don't know what it is let me give you a, a sneak preview here just real quick and then uh uh, we've got uh, our guests getting getting fired up and getting ready to go in. I'll have them muted out, and then we'll get top of the hour. I'll get them in. But this tomorrow, our discussion is going to be fascinating. Howicuredmorgellons.com is the website. Mel Friedman, uh, such a nice man, dedicated his life after suffering for many years himself, and he's got this group that is just from all over the world. And I've I've done, I will say, lectures to them, but, you know, it's online interactions, phone calls they do weekly, but – for years, I've been appearing and helping folks out behind the scenes. And he's just such a nice man. He's so dedicated. And he's turning 75 tomorrow. And it's a birthday gift to us all that we'll have Mel on. And he's a fun guy, New York, Italian guy. And I think he's out in Reno now. But this is going to be a fascinating talk. We haven't done it, but in hour two tomorrow, that's the schedule. Uh, right. Mel Friedman. So I just want to give a heads up on that, Super Don. So Excellent. We have uh, Stanford coming up. Stan? Right, Graham? Yep. Uh, we're going to find out about Stan. He wants to talk some uh, nitric oxide and cardio miracle. I'm excited. We love it. I took mine before I went to work out today. I do it every day, sometimes twice a day, when I feel like I'm, I'm up for it and need it. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, where I remind you that the power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. I listen to get accurate, up-to-date information. I've learned so much from him. It is awesome. It's the best entertainment that I've found. You rock the health world. Keep it up. I love you. Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty, here's Robert Scott Bell. And we're going to get, get a little bit of fitness going. I like that. I had my workout this morning and y'all, y'all know uh, that when I started the workouts, uh, uh, you know, getting back into it after I had uh, broken a bone or, or fractured a spiral fracture in my hand when I wrecked my bike very stupidly. Uh, and uh, it delayed me almost a year before I wanted to get back into the gym the way I love to do. And so uh, when I did, it coincided with meeting John Hewlett or re-meeting John Hewlett from Cardio Miracle. And he sent me and Super Don some uh, Cardio Miracle to try. I'm like, 
dude, I'm doing things at altitude. I couldn't do at sea level. <laughs> I was like, this nitric oxide is awesome. And so I'm kicking some butt every day in the gym pretty much. And for those of you who want to increase your fitness levels that are already pretty good, it'll take them, in my humble opinion, my experience, to the next level. For those of you who are dealing with cardiovascular challenges and you're not ready yet to that level of, of fitness, I believe it's a, an important step along the way for a lot of reasons. Our guest this hour, first-time guest, uh, John connected us just moments ago, in fact. Uh, his name's Stan, Stan Graham. Uh, and uh, Stan tells me he's training to beat the world record in the, what, over something age but one-mile run. Is that what, what is that, Stan? Yeah, the 50, 50 and over. Scott, 50 and over men's mile. 50 and over men's mile. So let me ask you, is, is this something you took up a mile run after the age of 50 or you used to be a runner? throughout your life and you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it back into gear i've never been a runner i started running scott about uh, five and a half years ago i i grew up uh, in idaho skiing you know playing playing basketball and skiing i'm six five and you know 200 plus and even the camera is yeah. looking up at you yeah <laughs> so all well, right so, so you have a different historical background in terms of athletics uh being, I guess, generally healthy, but again, the over 50 mile, what, what, where did this idea come? You know what? I'm over 50 now. I want to break the world record for the mile. Uh, well, I think I've, I've been athletic all my life. So I've trained five, six days a week since high school and eating well and training consistently has been a lifestyle choice of mine, period. And uh, about uh, six years or so ago, I went through my, I had some life difficulties that were rather challenging. I went through some physical injuries. Yeah, you mentioned uh, some injuries yourself. I went through some shoulder reconstruction surgeries that I was looking really at losing about 70% of the use of my arms, which was not a good thing for me. And uh, coming out of uh, some failed uh, shoulder repair surgeries, one of the only things that I could do to really manage kind of my psychology of my recovery, mm -hmm. you know, was to walk. And for me, that was, that was a big deal. And so uh, just to be able to walk and, and uh, that turned into some running. And uh, I eventually set a goal. I saw my, my running times improve and I've never really dawned on me to run much. I haven't had uh, the best knees, but I figured, you know, a one, one mile run is a, is a pretty quick sprint. I knew just enough about it, uh, maybe not enough about running uh, not to have set a goal that was so ambitious, but I figured, hey, you know, uh, it's a series of uh, finite consecutive steps over a period of time, over a distance, and, uh, you know, let's give it a shot. So, Well, at what point in your training did you connect, or have you been friends with John Hewlett from Cardio Miracle for many years, and you automatically had that accessed, or did you start running, and then I'm going to try that, and then saw it? Because for me... You know, I've been an athlete, although I've been chronically ill for much of my young life. I had to overcome that. Uh, I've told this story many times over the years, but uh, to come back into it on a land level and then to have the right supplementation or minerals in a whole food form to, to, to bring you back and, and it cause you to exceed, well, go beyond what you thought you could go to. At what point was your introduction of the cardio miracle into your, into your regimen? John introduced me to cardio miracle probably just a little over two years ago. And I've known John and I've known each other for probably just a little over 20 years. Uh, he was a very good friend of my father's and my father introduced us, uh, you know, a couple of decades ago. John is a really remarkable man in a lot of different respects. 
and uh, we've known each other. And uh, in a prior life, I was a lawyer, and and he had a lot to do in the securities and you know financial planning industry. And we did some joint work in those those kinds of areas as well. But uh, so I became familiar with uh, John's work and his Cardio Miracle product a couple of years ago, and. Uh, it, it really has facilitated a next level of performance um, level for me. The, the the difference, Scott, is it's uh, it's heart rate and blood flow. It's recovery mm-hmm. and endurance. It's uh, I mean I can go through some very difficult workouts uh, at my level of training as an elite athlete um, and and not be not experience any significant soreness, uh, I can recover within a day. And that's that's pretty remarkable stuff. So, Especially if you're old like us in our 50s, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, just I told John, I reported to him last week because I was doing quarter-mile repeats um, for time, right? Uh, looking at um, an anaerobic one-level speed. So I'm, that's about a... For me, that's about a four, about a four forty-five, four thirty-five mile pace, and so I'm running a quarter mile, you know, at somewhere between fifty-seven seconds to maybe a, a minute three, minute four. That's better than a four forty-five pace. Yeah. So the uh, I mean, I've got a range in there of what that anaerobic, uh, what that anaerobic uh, rate looks like, what my heart rate looks like those kinds of things. But uh, I've reported to John that, and I was hitting times between uh, 103 and 111 okay. last week on my quarter miles on these, uh, on eight, eight quarter mile repeats with a, a two, two and a half minute send off. So every two and a half minutes you go. Um, so if I'm, you know, if I'm completing the uh, quarter mile in a, in a minute three, then I've got the difference between that two and a half minutes and that one point, you know, one minute, three seconds as a rest period, right? Anybody that's so run track knows, knows everything about what you're talking about now. I didn't run track. My son did. So I remember, and my uh-huh. wife did. So she'll know about all the stuff you're talking about in terms of the, the, the rest recovery rate and all of that stuff. Yeah. But suffice it to say, when we think of the mile run, you think of Roger Bannister, supposedly the first yeah. one to break the four mile mark in the 20th century yeah. and how they said that could never be done. And now, I mean, on the international stage, these athletes are going incredibly fast, but here we're talking about after 50, there's a world record. I, is it sub four? Is it over four? What is that record number you're targeting? It's 419. 419. Yeah, a fellow just actually ran it this year. He's 50, he's 52 years old at 419. So I'm 58, and uh, I'm looking at, um, I'd really like to bring that in about a 415 mile. Holy tamale. And I'm just thinking about the times where I've run track just for fun to try it out. I was always a very sprinter. Get me on and off that thing as fast as possible. <laughs> Sprint, done, right. But when you talk about pushing yourself and pushing yourself by the point of throwing up, I mean, you can, you can push yourself so hard uh, to do so safely. Sure. Uh, it's another aspect of this discussion that I, if anybody is trying to hit a high level of fitness, I remember the stories of Jim fix the marathon runner who died yeah. of a heart attack, right? And I don't think he understood yeah. the mineral depletion that's involved in pushing your body to its limits and beyond that. So making sure that you have a strong nutritional base, mineral base, including the cardio miracle, even beyond the nitric oxide production, is a critical part of staying healthy at any age that you push your body to the level you're pushing it to. 
Yeah, and that's 100% agree with you. In fact, that's uh, one of the fascinating things about the Cardio Miracle product is that it's not just nitric oxide, it's the vitamin D levels at the L-arginine and the citrulline. Uh, and the fact that this, the way that I like to describe this guy, if I'm talking to somebody like a friend of mine, I say, you ought to give this a try because it, it turns your blood vessels into a, like a water slide. I mean, <laughs> it's boom. You know, you've got how many thousands of miles of in your venal system, you know, and uh, you've got in terms of your lung, your lung capacity, your oxidation, oxygenation capacity, all these capillaries, uh, just the uptake, the exchange of, of carbon dioxide for for oxygen. I mean, all these small uh, and absolutely necessary functions that have to happen to oxygenate you well to exchange you know, oxygen into your uh, into your muscle fibers and and uh, to get uh, proper oxygenation throughout your body so that your muscles can actually function and work. Um, I, I, tell, I was telling you last week, running these quarter mile repeats, my highest heart rate, Scott, was 133. Wow. Dude, that's... Yeah. yeah. And I'm... I'm taking this, I'm, I'm measuring my heart rate after every quarter mile measuring this because I'm even, I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised. Well, and that's I a, should be yeah. anaerobically. I should be clocking in about between 155 to 164 a minute. Right. No, I agree. I, I look at my, cause I, I monitor my heart right now in my workouts and, and from when I started struggling to do three minutes of jump rope, right? Your body's yeah. going, Oh my gosh. Now I'm having a hard time to get my heart rate up higher as I want to with jump rope. Yeah which again, it's an element of fitness to where you become efficient at oxygen transport, yep. even at higher levels of activity where when you yeah. start, that's like, Oh, that's what they call being out of shape or yeah. being in shape. Right. But to, yeah. to have a one thirty three heart rate at the level of, of output that you're putting on, that's very impressive. And I wouldn't want, want to try to do that without the cardio miracle. Well, it, it is a game changer and you've got personal experience with it. You'll, yeah, you'll know that as well. It's a it's a real game changer. The what's so impressive for me is that and when I read the studies that John got this year uh, on the Cardio Miracle product was the the fact that this is the first time the lab has actually been able to measure the bioavailable nitric oxide in vivos. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for me, I think part of my training as well, Scott, I don't know what your experience is, but knowing the science behind this product also lends to my psychological prep yes. for training. Yeah, no, you, you gain confidence in knowing that I've got something that's been designed to be able to, if, if it's in there, allow me to push my body to a place where I, I might be uncertain about doing so. That I've got, I'm ba I've got backup, right? I feel like I'm, yeah. I, I've got the things that I need to push my body, as opposed to doing it unconsciously, not in a good way. And I, and I bring up that historical example of a gym fix, right? Oh, you yeah. work out all that time, you die of a heart attack. Well, when you don't understand the key role of these minerals and having a good diet and hydrating and all of these things, then you can risk a lot by pushing yourself to a high level of fitness in an ir I call it an irresponsible, nutritionally irresponsible way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the uh, yeah, so the the psychology behind training is massive, right? And to be able to go into a training session knowing that you're ready for what you've got to do, 
regardless of the level of performance, because everybody's going to come in at their level of performance and do their best wherever they are. You know, we all start at different places, but we all, we're all starting from where we are. Mm-hmm. And one of the benefits for me that nitric oxide has provided, the cardio miracle has provided, is that I can, act, I can measure objectively my improvement. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and anybody can do this. It'll use the cardio miracle product. And they'll be able to objectively measure their improvement, mm-hmm. not only in their output, but in a very, in, in the very most, really the, the most basic ways, like with your heart rate, mm-hmm. based on the, on your exertion level. And that's going to tell you an awful lot about the health of your venal system. Your system. Yeah. What, what can you say? Put you on the spot here a little bit. Uh, Stan Graham is our guest talking. In fact, I'll, I'll give you a little bit more background on him. It's in the show notes. Super Don put it up there and, uh, speaking here, let me see if I can find it. Here we go. Super Don, you put it up there. Speaking of Super Don, I got something that's related to Super Don. I'm going to ask you, so he'll be ready. Stay, it's got Stan's story and the rise of elements meals. So I'm going to get into that too. Also, what you've developed there uh, in addition. But what could you say to my humble and lovable producer, Super Don? Because he's taken the Cardio Miracle and it's been a miracle for him. He admits it, he's acknowledged it's helped him a lot to get him off of the producer's chair once in a while and to go into the wire wherever he can to get off of his tushy and do a little bit of working out. He's over 50 now, I think. Aren't you, Super D? Did you hit 50? I'll be 52 uh, this week. The world record holder is 52 of the mile, over 50. So, Stan, what can you tell my humble and lovable producer? You're 58. Well, I'll tell you this. Aging... The joy of aging is acceleration. It's accelerating. The, uh, the body, our bodies are fascinating works of, uh, of uh, art and science and biology. And if we provide for them, if we provide well for them, if we feed, if we feed our body right, mm-hmm. we give it what it needs, they... I mean, our bodies can perform things that we would have a difficult time believing if we'll decide to pursue them. Well, if the canvas doesn't get too large. <laughs> You're talking about yeah. art. <laughs> All right, Super D, I, I don't mean to pick on you. We, we love you. You know that. I, I, I want mean, you out. Can I get some prop for, props for, for chasing four grandkids around the house? <laughs> hey, if you can throw those grandkids around and you're 52, that's a good deal. Yes. No, it's true. He can roll around with the best of these grandkids. And look, he's got the cardio miracle right there to his left shoulder. I see it. There it is. It's yeah. always close by, and it's I, it's religious for me. Yeah. You know, every morning I get up, make one for the wife, make one for me. And it's, yeah. uh, you know, my, my story on this is that I was suffering from chronic migraines for a really long time. Oh, wow. And it was not unusual for me to have uh, at the worst worst of it. I was having I was having one a week at least, mm-hmm. um, but on average it was you know two or three a month. And uh, I got introduced to John, and he sent some over. And I think we're eight months into it now. And I went from having two to three or more a month to having one in the last eight months. And so that is, oh. it's, I mean, anybody who suffered migraines 
if you can go uh, to, to having one uh, in eight months, that is, uh, you know, what can you say? I mean, that that's just, that's, that's amazing. Changing. And a quality of life that I have now yeah. without migraines is just, it's just unbelievable. Well, that's a great story. I have a, a very good friend who played professional baseball for the Rockies and I turned him on to Cardio Miracle just within the last month. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, early 40s, uh, within a week, he said he had a heart fibrillation for the last 20 years that went away. Mm-hmm. And, and he hasn't, the only, the only change he made to his, you know, to his living metrics yeah. was the cardio miracle. Yeah. And it was within a week. He said, Stan, I can't, he called me up to tell me, hey, I've got, I've set a new PR for my vertical push-ups and my heart fib is gone. So what's up with this stuff? Can you, can you, he's a professional athlete. Can you name him or you want to keep him quiet? This is pretty cool. I'll toss his name out there. His name's Brian Ingram. He played for the Colorado Rockies. Very yeah. cool. That's Very awesome. cool. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal that. guy. Wow. This I, one, uh, yeah, the stuff, this, it was, it was a cold cock. He wasn't expecting that from, you know, from a, uh, from anything. I mean, right. he had no expectation. But I told him you got to give it a shot, see what it does for you. It's so. so and it's so simple to integrate, folks. I I do uh, the one of the scoops in the morning with my molecular hydrogen water, the Synergy Science of Water, and the Echo Water. And then sometimes some days I'll feel like I'm going to do a second one because I'm really pushing to the next level, as I say. Although you know when I started, I was pretty okay. I don't know that I had any cardio issue, issues, but for me it was a general boost to everything. As opposed to, I, you know, someone that had a symptom like you described, and then you got it, and it's like it went away. Or in Superdon's case, which we didn't even expect, having those migraines, and we were able right. to, uh, quote unquote, treat it, but not treat it with CBD, at least get them out of the, the crisis, but still to stop it from happening. That pretty much, that was amazing. Um, I got to ask you about your story in this Elements Meals, since you're on here. Because, yeah. you know, you seem to be invested in good things. I, I would assume, say, hopefully safely so, that this is a healthy thing, <laughs> the Elements Meals. Yeah. Well, I, I grew up on a small farm in Idaho. And one of the reasons that, uh, well, this, this company, Elements for Athletes, we make a premium freeze-dried whole food meals. And uh, they really came out of my training. Uh, as I started ramping up my training, pursuing this uh, goal for a, uh, breaking the world record for the men's 15, uh, 15 over men's mile, um, I could not find what I wanted. I mean, I, I've traveled internationally as an international commodities lawyer. I, I always had a food bag, Scott, always had a food bag because I really wanted to control what I eat all the time. And I've, I've eaten kimchi and sardines in courtrooms and boardrooms. I mean, I cared more about my health than what other people thought about what I was eating. And I so, appreciate uh, that. Yes, but at a certain point in time, you know, as my training was really leveling up, and I needed the consistency of nutrition because if you don't recover when you're training, then your next training session is uh, is just when am I going to get injured? And uh, avoiding injury is absolutely critical for you know uh, a successful training. So nutrition and rest, as you know. Are, are the basic fundamentals for recovery. You've got to rest and you've got to, you've got to neutrify your body. You've got to eat well and rest. And uh, so I, what I wanted, Scott, was uh, I had grown up on a farm. I wanted just fresh farm food in a bag with no garbage in it. 
that nice. I could eat anytime, anywhere I wanted to. So you and were so, already doing that. You had some awareness clearly of good nutrition. Uh, you didn't start from zero, but seriously, to do what you're doing now to challenge the world record for over 50 in the mile, uh, now we want to follow you and your progress. Is there a website where you're actually, people are monitoring and saying how you're doing? Actually, no, it's been that. Fairly private, but John's told me, dude, you got to get this out there. <laughs> you gotta Seriously, he's right. Yeah. yeah. So I've told him I will because, uh, yeah, one of the things that we want to track is actually just the, the progress that Cardio Miracle is helping me make. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've even trained. I've been up at John's cabin in the last within the last month at, you know, 7,500 feet. Doing some altitude training. Nice. Doing some altitude yeah. training and uh, and really taking off again at uh, anaerobic levels, you know, running it at, uh, you know, a you know, 200 meter, 300 meter, 400 meter repeats, 800 meter repeats and clocking those at, you know, basically a four, either a four minute mile speed to a four and a half minute mile speed. And then seeing my heart rate coming in around 135, 140. And at, at 70, at, at that elevation. Yeah. It's crazy. And I was telling John, man, this is, it is crazy. So Says you gotta let's start uh, documenting some of that. That's so. that's so cool. I I remember going first trip back to Florida at sea level, getting on the mountain bike in the little trail I used to ride in Mount Dora. Uh, there's a, a mountain bike trail through the woods, and uh, yes, there are hills. It's Florida, but there are hills. It's not like uh, Rocky Mountain hills, but right. uh, you know, I would work hard, and I I'd end up you know breathing hard when I was there, living there, working it. And I went back and I hadn't been on the bike for a few months, even do mountain biking. And I was like, just cruising through the tracks where I used to struggle going uphill. Like I'm not even breathing hard. It's like training at altitude is amazing how your body adapts to lower oxygen levels. And when you get to that oxygen rich environment, you're saturating. It's like, what an advantage you have. <laughs> yeah. That's that's, really cool. That's good. Well, hey, I, you know, I I, uh, I opened up and launched that company uh, really because I and we made made what I couldn't find, which was uh, as I mentioned, I just wanted just premium uh, animal proteins, premium vegetables, premium fats, herbs and spices, and no no other garbage, no preservatives, no colors, no flavor, none of that stuff. Just good fresh farm food, and we freeze dry all that stuff within hours of harvest, which mm -hmm. makes it very unique. Is uh, who's doing? Nobody's doing that. Um, we harvest uh, all of our ingredients only when they're ripe. We flash freeze them within hours, and then, of course, freeze drying them. Dedication it's, to doing it right. I'm impressed, Stan, and I'm really well, glad to connect with you for the first time here and hear a little bit about your backstory and what you're attempting to do. I'm excited. You know, I want to see. I want to see you do it. I I just want to see if I can keep up with you for a quarter mile. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a uh, I just want to, you know, I'll tell you, Scott, that our bodies are wonderful, uh, fascinating uh, works of art and, uh, and science. And it's amazing what they can accomplish when we set out, uh, you know, we set mm -hmm. specific goals and, and take steps toward accomplishing them. If we, if we treat our bodies right, yeah. they'll treat us right back. Yep. So if y'all haven't taken advantage of the opportunity, uh, John Hewlett has uh, discounts, ongoing discounts for Robert Scott Bell Show listeners. If you click on the banner here, uh, it's in the show notes. Um, you can see the thing that says, bless your heart, cardio miracle, try it for yourself, save 15%. And uh, John Hewlett is amazing, man, a real patriot. 
and he's uh, been a great supporter of this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty, and it's improved all of our lives here, and, and now we're learning not only Super Don, but also uh, Stan Graham, uh, who is a new friend of the Robert Scott Bell Show, and you can link on the, the click on the links, learn more about him and his elements uh, for athletes as well as uh, the cardio miracle that we do here every day. So, uh, Stan, man, I appreciate you dropping by and uh, making the connection. Hopefully we'll get to uh, like do a little bit of – I, I don't know if it's chasing and tracking, but I mean, I'd, I'd be trying to keep up. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get together and break some bread. All right. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Uh, Stan, thanks so much. And, and shout out to, to, to John. I know uh, Super Don reached out to him and said, no, you got to talk to Stan today. I'm glad we did. Great to connect with honor. you for the first time. Yeah. My honor, my privilege. I'll give Sean your uh, salutations. Absolutely. Absolutely, folks. All right, that's Stan Graham. We're going to take a break at the bottom of the hour. Uh, say hi to our friends at Synergy Science. They are protecting us with the key home technology, the key home cell, the wave guard. Uh, double-blind placebo-controlled tested, the first of its kind technology against 5G and beyond. And we'll be right back. Today, we live in an omnipresent cloud of charged particles emitted by electronic devices, electromagnetic fields, WLAN, and radio waves. These particles penetrate our bodies and heat the water in our body tissues. Recent scientific studies have shown that this particle flux not only heats the cells in our bodies as if we were in a microwave oven, but damages them as well. At Key Technologies, we want to protect you from the negative effects of such particles, so we have developed the Key Home Cell and other products. The Key Home Cell creates a protective field that works like a filter, intercepting any dangerous particles before they can enter your body. Here we have a partial look at the inner workings of the Key Home Cell. The Key Home Cell generates a charge exchange between the water tubes, thereby discharging free electrons and releasing them into the room. Within 24 hours, the Key Home Cell creates a torus field. The free electrons formed in the torus use their negative charge to bind to the positively charged harmful particles, thereby rendering them harmless to you. The torus field has an effective range of 16.4 feet above and below, and 24.6 feet around the device. The torus field created by the Key Home Cell is transmitted and provides you with protection through the walls of your home. Not only humans and animals are shielded from harmful radiation, but plants and food too. Whether mobile radio waves or WLAN, any particles that come within the torus field can no longer cause any harm to you or your family. The Key Home Cell provides you with all-around protection, allowing you to communicate with absolute peace of mind when using your cell phone or any other electronic devices. The Key Home Cell's free electrons are transmitted into the water through the torus field and repairing the water structure that was destroyed by radiation particles. Water regains its ideal vibrating hexagonal grid structure. The difference is easy to taste and can be proven with laboratory testing. This type of perfect hexagonal water structure is found in fresh spring and healing water and has also been seen in snowflakes. The same effect happens with our food, which also contains water. The Key Home Cell greatly reduces radiation exposure from cell phones, laptops, WLAN transmitters, mobile terminals, and other sources of radiation. The Key Home Cell drastically reduces the thermal stress on your body tissue. It is very fast and very easy. With the Key Home Cell, you will experience a new quality of well-being within your home and more life energy without any unhealthy exposure to radiation. All right, that, that hey, that worked out really cool. I, I, Super Don, you know, you, I you talked to John today. I'm like, we can talk to our buddy John Hewlett today. And he's like, no, 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 you need to talk to Stan. I'm like, that's a story that's intriguing to me. A 58 year old guy going for the world record in the mile. 
on That's top awesome. of his experience yeah. with that. So I like that. That is awesome yeah. for sure. Mm. So, you know, I, I've had a scratchy throat over the past few days and I'm feeling like as I'm talking, you can, you can see it's like, Oh man, I just don't, I don't want to cough or anything, but get, get everybody COVIDized because it's, everything's COVID now, you know, there's no more flu. There's no more. That, I mean, do we have a subject matter on that today? We were going to cover something about that. Flu cases lower uh, than normal. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because we had kind of a plan B in place cause I wasn't sure whether we were going to be able to get Stan on or not. Right. Um, well, we did. So let me let me just quickly at least hit this one. Sure. This is a headline from UPI, United Propaganda International. It says flu cases lower than normal so far this year. COVID-19 likely the reason. <laughs> Excuse me. Did COVID scare the flu away? How does that no, work? What they're saying is that because of COVID, <laughs> okay. uh, people have been wearing masks and socially distancing. So that's the reason why you're not seeing the flu. But you hear the other side of that. Why is COVID so prevalent? And then the answer is because people aren't wearing masks and not social distancing. So it's like they have it going both ways. So that's nonsense, folks. And, you know, I've read, just saw reference, and I thought Bobby Kennedy posted this, and we haven't been able to find it again, where, you know how they do medical codes for diagnostics? That they somehow tied in flu and pneumonia and COVID into one code. So that they'll they'll always be able to perpetuate that COVID's never going away, or that it's high enough that they can still keep lockdowns, shutdowns, mask wearing, vaccines, things like that. In the meantime, the frontline doctors keep reporting on this is nonsense. This is stupid. We have so many ways we can treat this without having to resort to a vaccine for something that kills everybody except ninety nine point seven whatever percent of the people. So. I, I just think it's silly if they claim that it's because of masking and social distancing, because then you say, well, how come COVID-19 keeps exploding? We know it's the test garbage, but give them their thing. And then they say the opposite. And they say it's because people aren't wearing masks and they aren't social distancing. So how do you have it both ways? Super D that's hypocrisy to the highest degree. And I saw a meme earlier this morning that said, uh, if the people not wearing masks, aren't getting tested yes where are all the positive cases coming from all the people who are wearing masks and getting tested yeah it's very true interesting thought it's bizarre but it's true that's what we're dealing with a bunch of nonsense folks bunch of nonsense so what do you want to do i know we had our guest on for the first half hour of hour two and we had some stories wanted to hit but i think the big one i really did want to hit was sort of a follow-up to our discussion with uh, Ginger Taylor and Kim uh, Richie Spencer yesterday on the show relating to Fauci's admission that allergies may be contraindicated for this COVID shot. Although they're trying to backtrack and go, well, it's just the most severe, rare allergies, right? And not only that, but the initial initial thing that came out, and I want to say it was Fauci that was saying this too. Because, yeah, it was. It was Fauci. He was doing an interview, and he said that um, if you uh, have had any type of allergic reactions mm-hmm. to vaccines or medicines or food, mm-hmm. that you should refrain from getting the vaccine. Well, I think what happened after he said that is a bunch of people in a back room got together and said, Holy moly. Is he saying? Because I think you and I, I don't know if we did this on the air or if it was uh, before the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
we were talking and I was thinking, man, I mean, if you took those statistics, that's a huge chunk of people. Yeah. All people have food allergies, medicine allergies, or vaccine allergies. You put that in a large group, that might uh, throw a monkey wrench in the math mm -hmm. for the over at the NIH and the CDC who are wanting to get 75 to 85% of the people in the country vaccinated, yeah. right? Well, yeah, if 30% if of all Americans have allergies, and is that the accurate number? I don't know. It's high. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Super so, D, what do we what do we make of that statement? Then you go, well, uh, who knows who's going to have this anaphylactic reaction? And, and so they backtracked to your point, and they're saying, well, we're only talking about those with the most severe allergies now. Well, and now they're they're going as far as saying only if you are allergic to one of the ingredients, ingredients in the vaccine. Right. But the point of discussion yesterday with the two super warrior moms on the show was that you don't know until it happens whether you have that allergy. Between the last time that you didn't and this time that you might, how do you know? Did they test you for it? No. And when I've read vaccine inserts on the air and off the air over many, many years of doing this show, folks, if you're new, I've been doing this. This is my 21st year of broadcasting. Next year will be the 22nd year of the Robert Scott Bell Show. When it first started, it was called Jumpstart Your Health. <clears throat> started, by the way, in, in, in Atlanta on a 50,000-watt um, Christian radio station, WGUN, the big gun it was called. We did a weekly Wednesday afternoon show with my mentor in homeopathy and my mom would often be on the show. Way back when, 1999, when we got started. How cool was that? Eventually, when we went into syndication, uh, they said, rename it, call it the Robert Scott Bell Show. That was my idea. That's what happened. And so I've been talking about reading vaccine inserts going, oh, look, if you have allergies, right? Or if you have autoimmune reactions, any number of things are listed in, in these vaccine inserts. I think that they have to have some level of plausible deniability that say, well, we warned you. Right. It's not our fault. You didn't read the insert. But now they're going, you know, they're acknowledging that allergies are. And, and that was the big thing. The emotional reaction from the moms yesterday It's like Fauci admitted to things we've been screaming and yelling about since our kids were injured into the devastating autism spectrum because they had allergies, but they we weren't warned. We were. Or if you bring up, hey, I have allergies and they go, well, those don't count. How do you know they don't count? Do you know for certain that if you give me this shot or any shot that I have a history of allergies, listen, I was the poster boy for allergies, that I would not react in this way or worse. No, we don't. But go ahead and get the shot and then find out. And then we'll get back to you. In the meantime, no recourse other than trying to petition the government in some way to get, get some kind of compensation for something you can never recover from in most cases, in many cases. That's why I say they're on the losing side of this battle as, as a, a Francis Collins, the guy we, we showed you when we opened the show today, Super D, mm -hmm. talking about, well, don't engage in conspiracy theories and beliefs about these things. And he's now talking to the health care providers. No. You think that's going to win them back? They can read. Just hit the reset button. Just hit the reset button. It's all going to be good. Start over from square one. Yeah. Uh, just disregard anything that you've learned uh, up until now. Yeah. That's just a crazy thing to say. It really is. But allergies are hyperimmune aberrations. What is a vaccine designed to do? Trigger an immune response. You add those two together and you don't know which one is going to be the explosion that could terminate your life or life as you know it. And they don't know. They rushed this thing. They didn't test on animals. 
on and on. And I know there are differences with the one in Australia that triggered HIV positivity and the ones with the mRNA that who knows what that's going to do. It's never been on the market. And they didn't test on animals. Previous coronavirus vaccine, Superdon, if you remember, resulted in pathogenic priming and devastation upon interaction with whatever they're trying to vaccinate you against in the real world. Is that going to happen here? We talk Bell's palsy. And of course, are we engaged in conspiratorial discussion here? I ask sincerely, Super D. I don't think I think we're just acknowledging intellectually engaging in discussion about the things that we already know, the things that we don't know. And I don't think we're making bigger than it is. We're just saying this is an unknown. They don't know for them to claim that they do or just do it anyway. That's irresponsible. Well, that's not practicing good medicine. <laughs> if you've been paying attention to these these companies, to to the science uh, at all over the last however many years. Um, not only is it something that seems reasonable to question mm-hmm. based on how quickly this thing was rushed through with brand new technology that's never been used before. Uh, they got the automatic, uh, live, you know, liability free card, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, again, yeah, into the situation. But even if you try and look beyond that, you know, Pfizer is probably one of the biggest, pharmaceutical criminal organizations out there. These guys have a track record of being liars <laughs> and, and, and they've paid, you know, I, I don't know what their total is. I think it's in the billions. I think fines. billions of dollars yeah. in fines for, for kickback schemes. And, and, you know, so, I mean, it's like when you put all of those things together, and for them to say that the fact that you're hesitant about taking this this vaccine now, just right out of the gate, and that that is because you are subscribing to conspiracy theories, well, dude, um, none of that is a conspiracy. It's right there. It's right, right. in your face. So it's right there, folks. So here's the thing, Robert. Mm-hmm. If you're riding the fence, mm-hmm. and you know the things that I just said. And then they claim that you're a conspiracy theorist. Does that is that going to convince you that you should now get the vaccine, or are you going to look at that and go, "Wait a minute, there's something to this." Yeah. You know, there's something is just not right here. You're right. Other aspects of contraindication for vaccination: you take your kid to a well baby visit, and your kid's not well already. Let's say you have a, your kid has a snotty, runny nose, a cold, or a flu, and you bring that up: is it safe to vaccinate? How many pediatricians would go, yeah, yeah, no, we're, it's okay. Just go ahead. You're like, you already have an immune challenge currently going on, maybe an acute infection of some kind, maybe on an antibiotic. And they go, yeah, that's okay. I, that's where I go medical morons. These pediatricians are so dang dangerous that they'd be willing to do that. They've been programmed. They're morons, programmable morons that just go, all I, you know, the most important thing I do as a pediatrician is vaccinate. It's like, that's the only thing they do. And, and measure the circumference of your head. Retire and become a tailor. That's all you're good for. At least you won't harm people. Even if you give them the wrong hat, they'll probably figure it out and they won't die or become autistic. Uh, yeah, I'm a little ticked off right now as I think about what doctors do to kids. That's, that's just, you know, why have a pediatrician at all? Unless you could find one that would, be, would appear on this show, like a Dr. Paul Thomas, but now they try to take his license away for daring to bring out the the data that shows that 
the unvaccinated or not vaccinated children are the healthiest children. Not something you didn't already know. I've been pointing that out for years. Not only as a homeopath, but as someone who has traveled around the world and visited with doctors and seen their patients and seen children and adults and, you know, just casually talking about vaccination history. And the healthiest children I see are the ones least or not vaccinated at all, bar none. And that that analysis that we talked to uh, both James Lyons Weiler, Dr. Jack and Paul Thomas last week uh, actually bear that out in the peer reviewed medical literature. So, yeah, if you're already sick, you're just asking for trouble. What do you see there, Super D? All right. I just uh, let me see if make sure I've got this right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is this is Pfizer. Yeah. I I mean, if nothing else, let's say you're you're like, I'm not an anti vaxxer. Mm -hmm. Listen, if if you had somebody come up to you that wanted to sell you a car Mm -hmm. or sell you a house or something that. And if they had this kind of a rap sheet, I mean, I want you to look at the this is Pfizer here, okay? Uh top five offense types, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They've been busted for off-label, unapproved promotion of medical products. Look at this number. Three billion, three hundred seventy-three million, six hundred seventy-five thousand. All right, but let's not stop there. How about false claims? One, one billion, one hundred sixty-five million. Uh, drug or medical equipment safety <clears throat> violations. One hundred three million. One hundred three million. Corrupt practices. Sixty, 60 million. Tax and bribery. Thirty-four 30. million. And this is over a long period of time, a number of years. What company can survive fines of that level? <laughs> and how is it that you can be, you're now the one that's in charge. Yeah, you're the one that, that you got all the government money to rush a vaccine into. And this is the same. Be vaccinated to be uh, used on millions, of, if not billions of people mm-hmm. on the planet. Yeah. And, and people aren't supposed to, if they look at this and they know your history of how corrupt you are and repeated violations, you know, how imagine, imagine if somebody got a, a, a drunk driving uh, a ticket, right? Or they, yeah. you know, they, they got arrested for drunk driving mm-hmm. and, and they, okay, well, you know, you're going to, you're, you get, we're going to find you, whatever like that. And then they get another drunk driving violation. Well, not now, you know, listen, you got to spend, you know, a week in jail and they get another DUI. Well, okay. Now we're going to uh, put you six months in jail and then they do it again and they lose their license and they do it again. You know, it's like, you couldn't get away with that. Eventually you're going to end up in prison. Okay. Not only do they not enter up in prison, no executives are, are put away. They get the sweetheart deal from the U.S. taxpayer and global governance and non-governmental organizations that are funded to the tune of billions to bring is, a vaccine out. Is it not reasonable to say, you know what, I don't know about these guys. Reasonable no. people. You know, the thing is about Francis Collins, when we open the show, he's like appealing to reasonable people. Reasonable people. No, reasonable people do not say. As if. It's you a conspiracy to, to talk about these things that are actually real. Some apprehension yeah. uh, about this, this where there's so many unknowns and so many questions. Right. And criminal friggin' company to have any type of hesitation means you're being basically unreasonable. Yeah, right? no, they're being unreasonable. Y'all are being very reasonable. Um, let's see that link. Can you link up that Pfizer info or drop it into the chat room? Some people are wanting to find it. I think on Periscope, I just saw. Gotcha. No coup for you says. Can you find that Pfizer link info? Ah, drop that in there. All right, folks, we got a lot more to go with a little bit of time. We've got the Ask Me Anything later th- this afternoon or evening, depending on where you are. 
Uh, and we still have a couple of, uh, I think we got comments of the day. I've already played the theme, so let me go back to the show notes and find out what they are, and we'll see what we can do. Comments of the day coming through, and what is this next one as we scroll down, scroll down? There it is. This is from Susu. I was listening to the show from December 11th. Ty was mentioning that he saw a clip of China having re-education camps for the Muslim Chinese. It's true, 100%. I saw an extended video. I wish I would have downloaded the video, but I didn't. Why doesn't Trump listen to General McHenry as uh, advised? What, what's he waiting for? Call National Emergency, Initiate Insurrection Act, declare martial law for any violence that takes place from Antifa, suspend habeas corpus, set up military tribunals, arrest and try everyone involved. Susu. Now, <clears throat> you know, a, suspending habeas corpus is a very dangerous thing. I know that Lincoln did it as well. But there's uh, some nasty stuff that communist China government is doing. Uh, and, and there's a link here in the PBS NewsHour even covered this. It's not a conspiracy theory. Chinese government expanding detention camps in an effort to suppress the, uh, how do you say that, Uyghur? Uyghurs. Uyghur Muslim minority? Nope. In Xinjiang, China. So it's not something that's in our wheelhouse of discussion, but the concern I have, Super Don, with China is the influence that apparently is over the Democratic Party, the Democrat Party and Joe Biden in particular. And I think we got to do everything we can to stop his ascension to the throne, which is not supposed to be a throne in America, uh, to realize that this this election is not legitimate. I, I'm not, you know, we talked about this at the end of the day. If we found out that they actually counted all re- legitimate votes and he won, okay. But I don't believe that to be the case. The more I see the evidence, the more ridiculous it is that we're dealing with things that are causing questions I've never had in rigged elections before. But we're finding out with the Dominion software and others, the influence of China is very, very real, and they want to see the destruction of the, uh, uh, well, America and, and for a lot of reasons. Yep. So. Yep. And the, the the situation with the Uyghurs in in China is very real. I've I've learned about it over time working on some other things, um, and it's it is kind of an ethnic cleansing thing that's going on there because they've yeah. taken these these people they say up to like a million of of these uh basically they're like turkish muslims right. but the democrats in bed with the chinese do they not care i mean they say oh uh, they say trump oh you hate muslims right remember that when he's trying to i was like no no what are you engaged in with the chinese folks all, all right. right let's leave that behind we we only have so much time in the day to cover these stories so uh, it's not our wheelhouse it's not means that we don't care but what are we gonna do yeah all right, Susan asks or or mentions this. Please do a story on Ohio State's Attorney General and how he joined in on the Texas lawsuit, all the while encouraging SCOTUS to deny the case. From his submission to SCOTUS, here is his quote: "The relief that Texas seeks would undermine a foundation premise of our federalist system: the idea that states, the states are sovereigns, free to govern themselves." Well, yeah, that within the limits and restrictions of the Constitution of that state, that's true, and the compact with the uh, federal government. He went on to say the courts have no business ordering the people's representatives how to choose electors than they do ordering the people themselves how to choose their dinners. DeWine and Yost are corrupt Democrats who got elected by claiming to be Republicans. Love your show, by the way, Susan. Well, I love you, Susan. Thank you. But, yeah, no, these are rhinos. Uh, these are part of the problem. These are globalists. And, and I agree what we've talked about in Ohio with that. And. You know, there are a lot of controversies as to why the the Supremes did not take the Texas case. But they claimed that there was harm to them because of unconstitutional ways that they did the election that would harm the votes and the people of Texas in regards to the results. 
So the only place to take a state dispute with a state is the, the U.S. Supreme Court. Why didn't they take it? I don't know the answer to that definitively. I, I know we're dealing with stuff that's unprecedented as far as I know in our lifetime as far as this election goes and what's still yet to happen. We may talk a little bit more about that in the fi- finale here. I know we got a, a minute or so left, but I will add one pet story. Super Don threw us here, and it's having a dog with diabetes raises one's risk of developing the disease too. You can catch diabetes from your dog? Yeah, I know. Don't let them lick you. Stop that. What do you think was going to happen, right? Sounds like the coronavirus. Yeah, so no, having a dog with diabetes. Well, what are you feeding the dog? What are you feeding yourself? <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. Right? I mean, most pet owners, uh, well, I'm just assuming anyway, they'll they'll usually share with their, their, their pet. Yeah. You know, here's what's for dinner. Most of it for me. Here's a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're eating Twinkies and Ding Dongs and ice cream, yeah. uh, then chances are your dog's probably getting in on that a little bit of that right and so you both might end up with diabetes sounds reasonable yeah they led researchers to conclude that owning a dog with diabetes puts one at a 38 percent higher risk of developing type 2 diabetes in comparison to non-dog owners i you know again i have a correlation causation i mean the dog doesn't transmit diabetes to the owner or vice versa the question is what are you feeding the dog what are you eating well, and lifestyle too, they point out in there that, you know, if the dog isn't getting much exercise, chances are you probably aren't either. Yeah. Right? That's a good point, right? Yeah. So sedentary life, mineral deficiencies, refined carbohydrates, on and on it goes. Um, you can, give, can you give dogs uh, chromium? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told you my cat, if there we leave go. a chromium out, the 100% whole food chromium we get from innate response at Jonathan, choose to be healthy.com. She'll eat it. She knows. Yeah, chromium is that mineral across all mammalian species, apparently, to help facilitate the transport or the offloading of sugars into the cells and out as well. So with that, let's take a break. We're going to do a shorter version. That's the plan, anyway, of our bonus time because we have our Ask Me Anything. Number 12, Ula, get back to us. Count them, please. (laughs) Not that you have time, Uh, but uh, it's happening again. And we have a bunch of uh, apparently a few new patreon sponsors thank you for that and uh we will answer those questions i may ask you some questions as well could be interesting that's happening 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific uh this very day so we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a minute uh with some bonus time see where we go and i thank you all for being here remember share the show and the power to heal is yours the robert scott bell Bell show Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. 